Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The rude shop assistant. Fireworks at the wrong time of the year. The parking space lost because somebody cut in front of you. Have you ever let yourself stew on something? Well, that's the theme of a recent story from Shortcuts from the BBC, a show that's become a bit of a regular listen for me over the past few months. In it, the comedian Josie Long, she's got an audible smile, you'll hear what I mean in a minute, plays hand-picked short stories arranged around a theme. These can be confessional or comic, informative or cartoonish. Some sound like personal art projects. And because these stories are so varied, I guarantee you'll find something you enjoy in every single episode. This is Shortcuts. Brief encounters, true stories, radio adventures and found sound. Today, The Descent. A lot of these little critters make noises. Some of them sound like drums. Shrimps make a noise like frying bacon. I never said anything about you being cantankerous. Well, I've got it on tape, so you did say it. Really? Mm-hmm. On today's programme, we have stories on the grandest scale imaginable. Things falling from the heavens to the earth. People travelling to the very bottom of the ocean. But the first thing you're going to hear is on a much more human level. It's the story of one woman going into a downward spiral. This is The King and I. Ironically, the book I was reading at the time is actually the book I'm still reading, this one here. And it's sort of a little bit about a grumpy older woman without much tolerance And I wondered if I'm turning into that woman. It could well be. It could well be. Because I think you've taken this all a little bit too seriously. I'm telling my mother what happened. I'd assumed she'd be on my side, that she'd empathise. I thought she'd say, you're not grumpy and you're certainly not old. I think you're growing into a very cantankerous, is that the word? Cantankerous... Middle-aged lady. Cantankerous. I think that bothers me even more than the story I'd been telling her. A story that almost ruined a perfect day at the beach. I'm sitting on a patch facing the sea. I have a small tree to shade me and provide support for my back. I'm comfortable. At last. I've already moved twice, but now I've found my patch. What a perfect Sydney day it is. Blue sky, warm, crystal clear sea. How lucky am I? Wasn't always like this. Just half an hour ago I was cursing. Not out loud, of course. I'd been sitting on a bench in an open hut. 
It had only a side view of the sea. Huts facing the sea are grabbed early on days like these. The sidelong view isn't bad at all, but I had neighbours and they were noisy, and the text alerts were coming fast and furious. This became especially annoying when I realised they were coming from the hut facing the sea. The best hut with the best view wasted. I didn't move to this little patch the moment it became available. I really needed to evaluate. What if the tree didn't provide enough shade? What if it's on an ant nest? What if I regret moving? Despite its obstructed view, this hut would be grabbed quickly. It's that kind of day. Busy, warm school holidays. There really would be no turning back. The text alerts became unbearable. If I don't move quickly, I'll miss out. I decide to risk all. I relocate. The tree is small and low, but it provides a perfect canopy. The breeze is sublime. My view of the sea now uninterrupted. I have a sarong to put behind my back, so the tree bark doesn't irritate my skin and the ants can't bite. There's a group of teenage girls nearby. They're also shaded by a small tree. They're chatting and gossiping and laughing, but I like their noise. It makes me feel nostalgic, even a bit melancholic. Why don't my friends and I hang around at the beach in groups anymore? When did we stop doing that and why? An older man with leathery tanned skin sits a few metres from the girls, a little further from me. I don't know him, but I recognise him. He's a local and he's always in the same spot takes up a lot of space. He has one banana chair, one director's chair and a rather large beach tent which he never seems to use. Four families could sit in the space he takes. Ah, the quest for space. When I first started dating my Serbian boyfriend, I mentioned space often. I'd say, I need some space. Give me space. You're taking up my space. Until one day he exploded and said he'd never heard anyone talk about needing space until he came to this enormous country. From the corner of my eye, I see the man with the leathery skin pull something out of a bag. Underpants. He turns them inside out and then examines them. He's not a huge man, but he's solid, and the underpants are the old man equivalent of Bridget Jones' big underpants. He gets up, still examining the underpants, and walks towards the lovely young girls in their little tree. He pauses, looks at them, and then walks right past them towards me. He looks at my little tree, but doesn't acknowledge my presence at all. He hangs the underpants on a branch, which is only inches from my head, and I think, what's the meaning of this? This is my tree, my space. I give him the dirtiest of looks, and I clear my throat so strongly that it hurts. He leaves his enormous underpants on my tree. He goes back to his banana chair and lies down. 
the enormous underpants flap in the breeze above my head. The teenage girls are oblivious. They continue with their chatter and laughter. Only I am affected by these huge flapping underpants. The breeze picks up and I feel drops of moisture. I can't say for sure whether these are from the underpants or the sea. I feel the heat rise within me. I see a beach inspector and I think about what I can say to make him have a word with the old man. Have you noticed that man and how he takes up so much space? And do you know what he's done now? Is there something that can be done about him? No, the inspector won't take any notice of me. He'll be polite, but he'll think, get a life. The girl's laughter starts to annoy me. Would they be laughing or cowering if underpants flapped overhead from their tree? Why me? Why my tree? Is it because I don't matter? Or is that adage about middle-aged women being invisible true? Or maybe he did see me and didn't like what he saw. I remember what my father used to say. Bitchy. All women over 40 are bitchy, especially when they're dieting. Maybe this man thinks I look like a bitchy woman too, and this is his revenge. He could have taken the girl's tree. They probably wouldn't have even noticed. Or better still, he could have hung them on that beach tent of his. But no, he had to hang them above my head. I put down my book. I can't concentrate. My patch is no longer perfect. The sarong that was protecting my skin from the rough bark of the tree slips and an ant bites my crotch. The day is ruined. I may as well go home. I stand to leave. I forget to take the height of the tree into account and hit my head. The old man hasn't noticed that his underpants have fallen, but a fancy blonde labradoodle has. He trots over and has a bit of a sniff. I hold my breath. The labradoodle lifts his leg to pee on the underpants. I lean back and relax. Justice has prevailed. I can resume my enjoyment of the view and the breeze and the girl's laughter once more. All is well in the world. Hello. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. How are you going? Good. Good. How are you? Good, good, good. I have a question for you. Yes. Do you really think I'm cantankerous? I never said you were cantankerous. Yes, you did. When? When we were at the beach, when I was telling you that story about the man and the underpants. I never said anything about you being cantankerous. I'm not even sure that I know what cantankerous means. Well, I've got it on tape, so you did say it. Really? Mm-hmm. I think all of us are at times, aren't we? So you don't take it back? Ah, I can take it back. Sure, I'll take it back. Why not? The King and I was made for us by the Australian radio producer Natalie Kersticher. 
And I should say that Natalie sent us a photograph where she was sat by the tree, pointing at the exact spot where the underpants were. And she's 100% in the right on this. There's no dispute whatsoever. Those underpants are outrageously close to her head. It's absolutely unacceptable. Some of Shortcuts and an episode called The Descent, produced by Eleanor McDowell and presented by Josie Long, and that's a falling tree production for BBC Radio 4. And the later season of Shortcuts has just wound up, but it was season 18, so there's a big old back catalogue of about 100 episodes to catch up on. Details of where to listen to more and subscribe if you go to rnz.co.nz forward slash podcast hour. Thanks for listening to the podcast hour from RNZ. If you're finding it helpful to find new stuff to listen to, then please do consider rating or reviewing us with as many stars as you can manage wherever you get your podcasts from and tell your friends and family about us too. And if you're writing a review, then do let us know what you like about the show or how it could be improved. So if you'd like to hear longer clips, more interviews with the people making the shows that we feature... And if four shows is about the right number to highlight each week, that kind of stuff, it would be really helpful to know. Thanks a lot. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.